Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Bodicey Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and we have got an amazing interview lined up for you today. Today, we're joined by Christian Schofield. Christian, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So guys, this is going to be a fun one. We're going to dive in and we're going to dive in deep um, and quick because Christian has been building the portfolio at uh, a really rapid pace. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear his story. He's on his he has fifth property under contract, right, Christian, and working on that sixth as well right now. Is that correct? Uh, we are closing tomorrow on the fifth one and uh, we are working actively to obtain a sixth one. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll, we'll dive into the, that, that process and uh, building that portfolio, you know, all the, the challenges and the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. One of the things I um, was talking to Christian about before we hit record was, is there anything off limits? You know, cause there's inevitably when you're building a portfolio and you're adding properties and Christian's involved in the management on these properties, there's going to be some, there's going to be some challenges. And he said, no, nope, I'm an, I'm an open book. And uh, which I very, very much appreciate because we want to, we want to share the successes with you, but we also want to be realistic. So you know what you're walking into, right? We want you to dive into this game with your eyes wide open. And so um, what, what we really are hoping to do is, not only inspire you to, to take it and move forward, but also to help you understand that, hey, there's there's ways to get past some of these challenges. So I really appreciate you uh, letting us dive into the details here, Christian. That's my pleasure. I hope that it'll be helpful. Yeah, I know. I know it will be. So this is going to be good. So before we start, why don't we why don't we give everybody kind of a little bit of a background of where you're from, what you guys are doing and, and how we, you know, how we started getting into this short term rental game, because you you've been in a, a real estate investor before you got into short term rentals as well. Right. Yeah. So I live in Seattle um, and I my background is I I went to school in Pennsylvania and then I lived in Chicago for about eight years and I was an apartment broker out there, just renting apartments all day long. And then I moved out to Seattle and started investing with uh, my family and another partner, commercial real estate. And so I managed and owned a couple hundred thousand square feet of commercial real estate. And then I got with uh, uh, my brother, who's one of my partners in a couple deals and another a partner in a couple deals and said, let's, I'm tired of retail because I was in retail commercial. I said, let's get into apartments. We're really missing some stuff. Uh, retail is not going the way it should be anymore. And we acquired uh, a couple places and we did some rehabs on them and we're in development of some smaller, you know, four or five, or you know, one's a nine unit building and one's a 12 unit building we're in development on. And I wasn't thrilled with it. And I was in the process of trying to get out of the commercial real estate, um, at least the retail side of it, because it Everyone's buying off Amazon. No one wants to go to shops anymore. And a lot of small shop tenants that are getting beat up by Amazon and having trouble paying rent. Uh, and I, I didn't know where to go because the returns aren't as great in apartments. Doing the rehab I, is good, but you don't get a great return without a ton of effort. And I think you know that you used to do apartments yourself. Yeah. Um, and retail's pretty steady, but it's not like it used to be. So it's it's kind of scary out there and there's some big hits that could come and get you. So I didn't, didn't want to be in that. And I was searching around for somewhere to go. And I saw, I don't know what happened, but I stumbled upon um, 
maybe you on a Facebook or something uh, and was like, huh, that sounds interesting. And I've been a member of Airbnb for since 2007 or something like that. And I've been staying at, at rental homes well, since 2000. 1998 probably yeah. or a long time and for years i've been like I'm, i wonder what it's like to buy these things i should i should buy one of these and just never did because i didn't know anything about it and it seemed like a very scary process like i didn't know and then i found your course and i said my wife i said look there's this thing i want to i want to do it and she said go get it you know that sounds great and because i was searching and I booked your course, I think in January, I bought it, I think January 15th, and I blazed through it um, all the way to before we get to the, you know, Facebook post stuff. I was like, okay, let's go. And I started looking and had my first place, I think, closed mid, you know, I pointed a contract in mid-April of that year. That was 21. Yeah. Um, and but then I had the next one in... Um, August of 21 and then December of 21. And then I just put one on February of 22. And like I said, I'm closing on the fifth one tomorrow. I just am wiring money today for it. That's awesome. It's a bit of a whirlwind. That is, uh, yeah, that's like a, that's a light speed portfolio building right there. So that's, uh, that's awesome. So when you, so you, I mean, you, you didn't have, I mean, you were a user of, of short term rentals, but had some, you know, you had, re, you know, some experience in real estate. You had some foundational experience in, in real estate, but a completely different asset class, right? In commercial and then apartments and, and then rolling into this game. And you just, I mean, you rolled up your sleeves and you dove in. And so let's go through some of that. Let's dive into like that first, that first acquisition, because um, tell us a little bit about where they are, what types of properties you were looking at. Was there any, like, how did you decide the market you were going into and what you were really looking for? Uh, so I was looking around and that was back when you could have, you know, you had the free air DNA and you could go all over the country. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was similar to a lot of what people do. They're like, well, maybe I should go to Branson, but I've never been to Branson, or maybe I should go to Austin, but I've never been to Austin. And you know the hot markets. Um, and I said, and and you kept saying in the course, like, where do you want to go? What is this about for you? And I said, well, I love to go to California and in the Palm Springs, Coachella Valley area, and we've been going down there for 15 years. And I said, let's go down and find a place there because that's where, if I was going to use it, that's where I want to be. Yeah. And we went down and had a. I, I actually, my next door neighbors had bought a place in Palm Springs and were rehabbing it. And we went down to visit them for a week. And I said, well, let's poke around at listings. And that's, we found a couple of listings. And I called my local agent who found an agent down there and we got with them. And three days later, I had a place. Um, also, tell was, us about the place. So, and, and uh, I love how you, I love how you it, like went through that process that a lot of investors do of, trying to find the hot areas and the best locations and everything else, right? And I always tell people, it's more about understanding how to find the good opportunities and the best properties within any location, right? And what makes yeah. a good lifestyle asset. And because every, every area, hot areas, not so hot areas, all have good and bad properties. And so, and, and where you, and I see it over and over and over is you kind of go through that process. Even if you've heard that, me say that more than once of, Hey, let's pick the areas of where you want to go, 
to kind of simplify your life, right? Be, but mm-hmm. a lot of times in the beginning, we kind of go through that process of, well, I kind of want to look at all these other areas that everybody else are talk- is talking about, right? And, yes. and, then you, and, you, and then you roll back into an area that you guys visit, you're familiar with, and, and that you enjoy the, using and, and going to. So that uh, I love that you that you went back to that process. And so tell us a little bit about that property, how that process went on the very first one. Uh, so the Coachella Valley is about five major towns in it. One being Palm Springs that's what people are familiar with. And yep. I, I knew them all. And I really liked La Quinta. I've stayed there before. I love the feel of it. I'm a big golfer. It's got a ton of golf. And then I try to narrow it down, um, to say, look, I really love this area of, uh, um, Santa Rosa Cove on the La Quinta resort property. Yeah. And so I just wanted to look there and I didn't, I wanted the two or three bedrooms and I wanted under, um, laughable now under 600,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why I told the realtor. So I got very specific and because I wanted something that I have two boys and that my wife and I could go to and the boys could go to, um, and two or three bedrooms always fit our bill. And that's how specific I got with it. And so I really narrowed my search because I think people get overwhelmed with where you go and you just keep kind of cutting down and cutting down to what do you know, what feels good to you, what will work for you as a family of trying to get crazy with your first one. Right. Um, And so that uh, we found this uh, a two bedroom place that hadn't been touched since 1985. Um, Really dark colors on the wall. It it needed a lot of uh, cosmetic work to it. But I also went at the townhome and with an HOA and I was very comfortable with that because I didn't want to jump into something where I have to find pool guys and landscapers and all the exterior stuff, uh, which can be very daunting to people. And so it's all I just control the inside. And that seemed very easy for me, even though my professional background is property management. I do that 100 percent of the time. I didn't want it for my first one. Um, I also liked it that it was going to be, it'd been sitting on the market for a couple of months and because it just looked bad, like people want turnkey stuff and I'm not afraid of doing some work because I've done it before with apartment rehabs. And I said to myself, well, if all of you got to do is paint it and do some mild rehab, you know, rehab, swap out a floor. So I was like, that doesn't seem like much. So, uh, that's what we did. We put an offer in, uh, I think it was 10,000 below asking and we got it at 5,000 below asking and picked it up and went from there. So how long did it take you to get the property kind of set up and, and, you know, fixed up that those cosmetic rehab, you know, up, up improvements that you were doing? How long did that take in that setup phase? Too long, but that's one of my, that was one of my learning processes. Ah, that we closed in I think April 15th. And I didn't have it ready to go till August, and that's five months. And I, for property, it's seventeen hundred square feet for property that size. It's way too long, but I was also doing it from Seattle, so I would fly down and work for about a week, and then fly back, and then come down and work for a week, and then fly back. Um, so, if you took out the, the actual time on site, probably about a month, but because I. Yeah. I wanted to do it all myself because I'm handy and I've done light construction before. Um, I took, I took too much time to do that work. And, yeah. But about would, a month total. Would you say 
if you had to do it again, if you had to go back and tell yourself again, would you have said, hey, I'm just going to have this hired out, even though you're competent to do it all yourself because of that extra time, because you're further away, the the travel back and forth and and the opportunity cost lost of of missing out on, you know, X amount of time that you could have been on the market. Would you do it again the same way or would you have somebody do it that was there? I would have someone do it who was there. Like, you know, the, there are a couple of big things. I had the floor. I, I looked at doing the floors and then my wife said, don't be stupid. You're not that good. I said, thank you. Uh, and I had the floors done professionally. That was the perfect thing to do. And then I, I grew up doing a lot of painting on my, commer- on my commercial stuff as a teenager. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just paint it. That was the wrong idea. That took me a long time to paint. I spent seven days just painting. Yeah. And I should have hired that out. They'd been done in three days without all the swearing and paint spills that I had. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I would have hired most of it out. I did hire, you know, I have a, one of my other partner is a master electrician. And I told him, I said, hey, why don't you come down with me? I'll buy you a couple rounds of golf and you swap out all the electrical things I need. And he said, no problem. Uh, but I would have hired that out otherwise because I can't handle, I'm not good yeah. enough to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hiring it out is the way to go if it's within your budget. Yeah. Um, because speed to market is really what I, I've learned I love about these properties. Um, and that's the beauty of them is how fast you can get up and running. And I I blew way too much time not being on market. Yeah. And well, and then you you if you were you bought that in April, you weren't on the market till August. Your second acquisition happened right right about that time, right? Your next next property is right there. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a funny story. So um, my next property was on the Washington coast and in the town of Long Beach. And my wife had been looking like she was not in real estate and she's kind of really gotten into this and where like she sends me little articles like best places to buy Airbnbs and top Airbnbs. And so she sent me an article. I was like, well, let's look on the coast. I'm I'm not a huge beach guy, but the Washington coast is fun. And I jumped on Airbnb and it looked like a good location and not real seasonal because there's climbing and all kinds of winter stuff. And I found something and I, uh, I tried one place and I lost something out there. And so I tried another place once again, a two bedroom condo. Um, I felt that was kind of my wheelhouse. And I said, put the offer in sight unseen, hadn't seen it yet. Um, and jumped on a, literally put in the offer and jumped on a plane, told my agent, I'm going to be on a plane today and flew down to California to go work in my place in La Quinta. And as I got off the plane, texts are popping up like, we're not getting the place. And we were dri- the 30 minute drive from there. I'm on the phone with my agent being like, this is what go back or with this offer, go get the, like, I have to have this place. Like, so yes, as I was working on the first place, I'm putting a deal in on the second place um, on the airplane, off the airplane and on the drive to it. Yeah. And, and that's in Long Beach, Washington. Yes. Is, is that a single family? Is it, uh, is that another condo townhome? What, what, uh, what type? That's of... a, that's a pure condo in that yeah. I've, um, there's four buildings and there's, I think four units per building, I believe or six, yeah. six units per building. Um, and that's got a view of the ocean. That's my, uh, if you look on there, it's called the whale's tail. And those of you that are, we're talking about all these properties, those of you that are listening, will have, links to all of Christian's properties in the show notes. So you can go check them out. Beautiful properties. And you'll be able to see the links to all of these properties that we're talking about. So that'll be, that'll be fun to go look at. He's done a great job with all these. 
Was this one any sort of a rehab or was this one turnkey? How was this one set up for you? This was a lighter cosmetic rehab. I wasn't going to swap out floors or anything. Um, I'd swap out a couple light fixtures, but it was pretty much a paint and decorate. Yeah. Uh, and and I'd, I'd kind of learned my lesson with the La Quinta one. I said to my wife, said we were going to do it all ourselves. And she does. She's done all the decorating so far. Huh? And she said, OK, let's do it. And I said, we've got to be on the market by October 1st. And we closed. Uh, I think we closed August. 30th. So we had one month pretty much to get this done. And it's a three and a half hour drive from the house. So we came, we, I went down there for a couple of days and we hauled furniture out um, and she started buying some furniture and I started painting and I brought my boys down and they painted and swapped out electrical outlets for me in places. And we got that. It was, we had a bit of a, a tiff on the way back one day, one weekend from that. And that she was like, well, we need to, um, we need to get this go. You know, we need another two weeks. And that was going to be October, middle of October. I said, absolutely not. This goes on the market tomorrow or no, in, in one week, we had one week left to finish it up to get the deadline. And she wasn't thrilled and we got through it. Um, cause she's wonderful and we have good communication skills and things like that. Uh, but we, and I got on the, the chat floor with everyone and, it was about getting, could, could we get professional photographs or not done in time? And this is where the Facebook group was really helpful. And I got on the prep page and I said, you know, I can get this thing on with only my camera phone or I can wait a week and a half and not. And I think you said in a couple of people were like, just get it on, just throw it on. You can always come back and get pictures later. And that was the right thing to do. Because I, I, sat, I drove home on a Friday night I'd taken pictures with my phone, sat down Saturday morning and got the listing up and running, hit click at just about eight o'clock by 820 of my first listing, my first booking. And by awesome. the end of that day, I had three bookings on it. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And then you're able to, yeah, get those, get those bookings in. And then along the way, upgrade the, upgrade the photos when you can get them done and, and you didn't lose that mm -hmm. time on the market. I mean, I mean, how much were those? three bookings worth more, probably more than the, uh, the photographer was even going to cost you. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was probably $600 in bookings, the first bookings. And yeah. then, you know, I was, that was October. I was 68% occupied in October. I was 70 plus in November. I was 65 through December. I, I, it's just taken off that I really haven't had time to get down there to, with a photographer so I used a little program called Exposio app on your phone and it overexposes. So things are brighter and better. Yeah. Um, and it's worked great for me, but I still want to get back and get pro photos on. Cause I, so that really listing is not, you still haven't got the professional photos on that listing yet. You have, you've just been booking and you haven't even had a chance to get back there for that one. No, it's, it's too busy for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to get it, um, this summer sometime, uh, there are a couple of tweaks I want to make to the decorating yeah. and then touch up the paint and have it done. Nice. It, ha it, it hasn't hurt it at all. I thought, yeah. I thought it was gonna be bad, but I'm 75% in June. I'm eight, you know, no 75% in May and 82% booked for June. And we're not even in the full high season of June and of June yeah. August. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's, that's property number two. So yeah. you went from the desert to the beach and then, now I have a, I have a hunch we're going to the mountains. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the mountains outside of Taylor are 45 minutes away. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm a big skier. We love to ski and my wife loves to hike. And so she was like, where are we going to get the mountain places? I'm working on, I'm working on it. So, <laughs> um, I was a little worried. I wanted to take down something bigger and I wasn't, I didn't feel real secure doing it myself. Um, and my brother who builds homes professionally has, he was like, what are you doing? Like, he makes a ton of money, but he doesn't have a ton of passive income. And he wants to get out of the rat race of still having to build. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, you know, doing these homes and their rentals. And, you know, the second one is blowing up on me. I think it's going to be great. And I got this great course. And he's like, whenever you want. And I yield him a picture once. I was popping on listings and I looked on a Saturday and this great listing came up with an amazing view. Uh, no, that was Friday morning. It's Friday morning. And I said, I sent it to him. I said, hey, we got to go take a look at this place. And he said, I'm I'm available. When are we going? And I called the realtor and we were up there Saturday at 10 a.m. And we put the offer in Saturday at 12 p.m. And we had the place Sunday by, oh, Sunday at 5 p.m. We signed docs. That's and awesome. And, and when was this one? When, this is property number three. So when is that? That was December 12th. We closed on it. So I looked, I think after yeah after thanksgiving sometime tomorrow yeah. the first week of december awesome and, and that one is tell us where that one's at i know mountains but uh, just outside of the seattle area that's in ronald washington it's the little town it's in which is uh hour and 35 minutes to the east of seattle up towards past snoqualmie pass okay so it's got a ski resort 30 minutes away not a resort but this great big ski area 30 minutes away it's got hiking it's got a lake for boating it's got all kinds of trails for biking it's a lot of people do um what are they called the side-by-side -side, like the yeah. big heavy-duty go-karts i don't know what yeah. they're called. My, yeah. my realtor loves them he goes up there and does yeah. it. He's like i love this place um it's got a cute mining town you know 10 minutes away uh drive that has all kinds of cute shops and bars and restaurants and and it's it's been great so far so that one when did you launch so you you went under uh, in escrow i'm guessing you closed sometime after the first of the year and then uh, we closed December 28th. Okay. I believe. Yeah. We did a real quick close on that yeah. um, because we were going in all cash on it. Um, I think it was three weeks and we actually ended up getting a, a mortgage on it. Um, I had a real good mortgage broker. We were able to get that done. And then I said, we want this thing going by February 1st. And my brother worked on it a little bit for the last week of December during the break. And my wife immediately, the second we closed was buying things online and we got our, uh, our theme going. And she did this idea of rooms that they're all the rooms have a season with them. So you have the summer room, spring room, fall room, and winter room, because it's a four bedroom or it's five bedroom, four and a bunk. Um, and we got that going and we hauled stuff up there and busted our butts all January. And I put it on, February 1st start and we were not as much as I want but February is not the, the fastest time and it's a big place you need a little bit more lag time on those but yeah. we uh I put 900 bucks in my brother's pocket 900 bucks in my pocket on in February and about a thousand bucks in your sharp pockets in March and April's looking good May's a slow time it's kind of a mud season up there yeah. but June is booking I just threw it on for July and August and jacked my prices way up. And I was like, I'm just going to throw it on and, and did what you, my brother wanted to throw out for long-term plan. He's a long, he's booking his summer vacation a month ago. So he's like, I want to know. I said, I'll just raise the prices. I'll put it on three day minimums and four day minimums and see what happens. And sure enough, 
a day later, I had two two bookings for July at you know top of my rates, no problems. I love it. And you're raising and you're raising your your rates, keeping the rates higher further out. Uh, yeah. So the you know the starting rates were below what my minimum I want to be. I always think I was at you know Airbnb throws you on a twenty percent discount, and I yeah. put it on I think six hundred dollars a night. Um, and they booked them that booked up real fast. And now my average, my di- week, weekday rate in the summer, July and August is $900. And my weekend rate is $1,200. Nice. And I, I probably, I haven't tweaked the game room enough, but once we get all the full tweaks in, I take, I still haven't gotten professional photos, but once those get done, I think next season will be 13 to $1,400 a night on the weekend in the summer and awesome. close to a thousand, a thousand during the week or in the winter. And did I hear you correct that you were cash flow positive? You put money in your pocket a month, like right when you launched in yes, a 900 yes. set in each of your pockets and then a thousand in your pockets. The next, the next, that's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. 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 And, and, and just so listeners are listening to this and Christian, this is something that yeah, I bet, I bet if you heard when you were just starting off, especially when you were saying, I'm, I'm looking at the, the Destins, the Branson, the, you know, the, the Gatlinburgs, all these markets that everybody's heard of. We're talking about this property and, and your other properties, right? This is in this one we're talking about right now in Ronald, Washington. That's not hitting the radar for a lot of people as the top vacation destination in the nation, right? And so yeah. but it's a beautiful area. People are going there. There's a there's some good profit drivers with the mountains and the ski hill and the, the outdoor activities that people can go tap into at the lake. And you're making, I mean, a really good return right out of the gates with a good property, this positive cash flow right off the right off the bat. You know, I mean, that that's yeah. that's what I, I feel like a lot of people miss is they feel like we have to be in these major destinations. And that's not the case, right? And and you can you can have a really profitable property. And, and I've seen this property and it's beautiful. I mean, it's a it's it's a larger property to your point. And those actually are harder to book kind of in short periods of time, usually somebody that's going to a five bedroom house is going to, they're going to want to plan that out a little bit further in advance. And you're still able to, you're still able to launch even at a little bit lower rate than you wanted to. But I mean, so you launch at that $600 a night range and you, you've doubled that at this stage, right? And you, and you probably have room to go up. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons is I, is, is, you know, the beauty of your course was, you know, I, I've been in real estate a long time and I, and I was like, I could probably learn this stuff, but it would take me, like, I'd probably 18 months to get to where I am now. And I did it. And that's just learning the information yeah. from your course that I have now. And in 18 months, that's that's a lot of wasted time. And in a month, I took the course, I put it to work. And then I was like, okay, what do I do with this? I went to, to the bigger one and I followed, like, start your rates off a little low. And once you get your reviews in, you can start pushing. And now I have nine five-star reviews on it, and I'm gonna have a bunch more by the end of this end of April. And I was like, let's push it. Let's see where it goes. Let's just, you know, if someone doesn't book, I can always lower the rate. And yeah, no problems. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't I was worried, but bam, bam. I thought someone was gonna complain about twelve hundred bucks a night in the week on the weekends. Nope, not at all. No, they don't. And I do. I don't know if you remember this, Christian. I remember this from Bodicey Live last year. We were talking about pricing, right? And I was giving an example of my condo in, and I was saying, you know, I'm double the price everybody else is 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 charging. 
And in that condo that I have was, I was giving the example, they're all the exact same. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know if you remember, but at Vaz Live, you raise your hand. You're like, well, why? I do. What do you do different, right? I mean, you're like, that makes no sense because I would scroll and I would stop and be like, well, what's this guy offering different? And I wouldn't book it because it's the exact same as everybody else's, right? But I was Mm -hmm. like making the point that you would stop though, right? You there's If there's 200 other condos listed at 150, and they all look the same. You just scroll through all those, but then there's this guy that's $300 a night and it would get you to stop whether you booked it or not. At least it did its job. And then it's our job to make sure we have great properties. We have this great experience. Like I know that you're not, when somebody pays, you know, the $1,200 a night, we don't talk about, Hey, we're just going to charge more. And then when people get there, it's kind of turn and burn, right? We want these people coming back. So we're, yeah. we're going to provide a lot of value. Like there, there's another part of that conversation, right? We're going to make it really yes. personal. We're going to provide this fairy tale experience, this unique experience that sometimes is hard to see in the pictures. And so sometimes that's hard to articulate, but we can get higher dollar amounts and people will come back and happily pay that as well. And, and I know you're taking that part of serious as well is not, it's, it's not that we're just trying to charge more for the sake of charging more. Obviously we want to maximize the revenue on our properties, but we're going to do so by, by having really clients that are just going to give us raving reviews, right. And, and yes. provide this unique and great experience. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, you know, I took that from your course and, and what you said, and then I went and looked at your place, you know, that was the. The one I was like, yeah, that feels great. And then you go look at the others and they're, they're good. They're not yeah. bad properties, but yours feels better even through the pictures. And that's what we try to do. You know, no offense to us, you and me, but my realtor looked at my place. He was like, you know, all the other places. And he said, let's be honest. They're, the competition is not stiff. Yeah. And I said, I said, no offense. You're, you're correct. Like, like the other people, they're nice. But yeah. they, a lot of them, and a lot of what you see is people go in and it was, um, it was our family vacation home. And it's just set up like we hauled some random furniture up there and chucked yeah. a couple of things on the wall from, you know, Hobby Lobby or something. And that's it. There's no, no good feel to it. And yeah. we've tried to bring in something where I would want to go there. And every time I go to one of my properties, I love being in my properties. I yeah. love them, you know, and I just took... Um, my next door neighbor, who's also my interior designer for some of some of these, and she has her own pump spring stuff, which is absolutely gorgeous stuff. And she came down to my Seaview one, and she was like, "I love it here." She's like, "This is great." She's like, "I hate the beach, and I would come here," you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. I want to give them a value in that you're going to have a really great vacation. You're going to feel great in my home because I've designed it to feel great, and I'm going to add stuff because I want a vacation there. I want you to vacation there. And I think it just all falls together. I think if you have the good spirit of it, you know, you know, the places that I've been in places and they just chucks, you know, this is just, they're going to try and make some money. They're going to do it on the cheap way. And I'll never go back to them. Yeah. But I've already had, you know, multiple people. I had my CV one, my third guest rebooked a month later because she was like, I love your place. When can I come back? And I was like, Oh, it's open, you know, in November. Boom. She came back. And I, my fourth guest in my Ronald listing, he was like, I love it. When are you, when are you going to open up July and August? You know, and I sent him a, I was like, not yet, but you know, I've sent him the notification like, Hey, we're open again. And I'm expecting him to book. 
That's awesome. And, and, and that's the name of the game as well. Like we talk a lot about pricing. It's like people are pricing too low. Raise your prices, raise your price, raise your price. Well, we're raising our prices knowing that we're going to deliver an amazing experience as well, right? There, there's This is a multi-billion dollar industry that is a whole bunch of grandma's cabins, right? That everybody's just... Yes brought their you brought all, all their secondhand stuff up and we're gonna we're gonna put it in grandma's cabin and we're gonna all get a kind of supplement a vacation home where we want to take it and be that professional host we want to have this you know provide it like in your in your case you're really building a hospitality brand right you know the, mm-hmm. your your guests in la quinta now you can market to them to go to ronald and to the coast and, uh, and Long Beach and and all the other properties that you're adding in, you're building this brand just like any other hospitality brand would. You know, I was having a conversation with one of our members the other day and we were talking about, they're like, I don't, what do I do here, Sean? My my property started at, um, they've got a property up by uh, Glacier National Park up in Whitefish, Montana. And I love one of those. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's right on the river up there. I mean, it's, it's oh, gorgeous. Awesome. And um, they started at $600 a night and they're up to like $2,500 a night now. And they're saying, well, what do we, what should we do different? What amenities should we get? I said, it's not about additional amenities. It's about a more personalized service. Like you want to, you know, when I go stay at the Montage or the Ritz Carlton or some of those really high end hospitality brands, their properties are nice and they're great. And they've got congruent design teams throughout but so does the JW Marriott, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the properties are not that much better, but what, what is different is it's a more personalized, unique experience. When I walk in there, they know my name, they know why I'm there. And that's what we're doing is we build these hospitality brands as well. And to your point, those guests that come in, they're, they're, they're reaching back out saying, hey, when can I rebook? I wanna come back. This was so awesome. And, I, I, and that, that's what's so exciting for me to hear when, when you take it to that next level and you get that type of response, means you're actually taking it serious and following that process. And, and it's, it's so exciting to hear. So that's, uh, so, so we've got, we're going into property number three, we're going into this summer. Now we're talking about this summer, right? We're in, we're recording this at the end of March, 1st of April here. Um, and we're going into to summer of 2022. Now property number four, you're closing right away, right? We're, we're, we're I already closed it. Oh, you closed a lot this so, week or last week, right? So I've got I've got one in California, all right, one in one in C- Long Beach, Washington, yeah. one in Ronald, and then I have um, I was so I was I've got done with not quite done but done enough with the Ronald one. I was like, well, I got to keep going. Like this is great, and I've I'm very fortunate that I I went I closed a deal with my old business partner, sold a lot of my commercial stuff off that I've been yeah. trying to do for three years, four years with him. Finally closed the deal. So I, I, a bunch of cash came into hand and I was like, let's go get some property. Like, this is fun. Um, and I was in Westport, Washington, looking around. And while in the Starbucks grabbing a coffee waiting, I was on one of the websites that shows, you know, listings for um, short-term rentals. One pop, a little one-bedroom condo sh- prop popped up in Athens, Georgia. And it was, what, 250 And I was like, I can do 250 Let's. How busy can it be there? I bet I can get that property without a problem. And so I called the realtor. And while looking at other condos, I was looking, I was on with a realtor in Athens, Georgia. And I had that one closed or purchased, you know, in a week, you know, three days later, I was like done. And then I flew, I 
what do we do? We went down, I closed it on the 20th. We went skiing for winter break and I came back from skiing and on a Saturday and I left on a Monday and walked in the condo side of the scene where I'd never seen it, walked in and started working on it, you know, taking things off walls, getting the decorating going, setting up my systems. Um, and that one, so we closed on the 28th of February. I had it on two weeks later. And the second I put it on the market, I've had every weekend booked all the way through May. And then I've done some tweaks to it. I went down a second time, did some tweaks to it, got the professional photographs done. And now I'm starting to get listings during the week. And it's mainly a weekend place, but I got to get some yeah. of the weeks. And now I've got 50% of April booked. And I thought I was going to have 25% of April booked. That's so awesome. That's, that's starting to take off too. What? How did you choose Athens? How, how did that? How did that market come about for you? That didn't really come about for any good reason. That was I. I had a bunch of cash in hand. Um, it it there were a bunch of short term rentals in the building. Yeah. And they were all doing. You know, I jumped on AirDNA, pulled, got the Athens market, did some quick research, and was like, yeah, this market can do. You know, at the price point. Um, you can do some numbers here that are good and hit my my metrics. So I, I just I said, what's in Athens? And I was like, okay, it's right across the campus, is literally across the street. There's a like small target in the bottom of the building. There's a huge music scene in Athens, Georgia, which yeah. I hadn't really realized, but you know, um we call it Athens Music Loft or AML after kind of REM, because REM came out of Athens, Georgia, and the B-52s and uh drive by truckers, and there's a just a bunch of stuff going on there. And then when I looked at all the other people in that building in the area, like they were terrible, like just, just I dark iPhone pictures and yeah. no, you know, the only cosmetic idea was, Hey, we'll make it a bulldog place for the Athens bulldogs. And they just won the national championship. So people like black towels and red towels and black couches with red blankets. And it was like, that's just, that was it. Terrible. No yeah. offense to you Athens fans, you know, George yeah. fans. I'm not, post your colors, but not on my towels and couch, please. Yeah. Um, so I said, let's, I asked my wife, I said, I want to buy this place. Will you go with me and take a risk? And she's like, whatever you want, let's do it. And so I've been down there and redid the whole decorations and did a music theme and got professional photographs. And I think it's going to work. Like I'm still a little nervous, but the weekends hit so fast. I was shocked. And now I'm getting week weekday bookings that I think it's, I think it's gonna be good, but no, I've, I'd never been to Atlanta or even Georgia before. Yeah. Well, now you've got, uh, yeah, you're, 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 cut, you're, you've got both coasts pretty much covered now. So now we, you, you're going to start filling in the middle here. You, uh, and, and I, and that's why I, yeah, I skipped ahead because the, the fifth property is the one that's about to close. Right. I was right. Like fourth. So yeah. My, so that, that's yeah that was my fourth. fourth. Yeah. And so um, that one is just my wife and I. And so I have three with my wife and I, and then one with my, my brother, yeah. and then I, my partner from the apartments who's the master electrician and my brother, I, we did, we're not loving the apartment game because it's out here. There's so, it's taken us um, two years to just get in for permits and some of that's COVID, but it's just really a hard game right now. Yeah. I said, guys, look, I'm doing these other ones. They're great. Like this is working and we're going to make a bunch of money. Do you want to, and they were like, whatever you say, let's go get it. And so I was, I'm always poking on listings and I called my agent down there. I said, why has this thing been sitting here for a week? It came up on a Friday and it's a four bedroom, two bath. It's a thousand feet from the ocean, which for down there is very close. Um, it's got a big yard and it's got lots of light. And I said, what, what's going on here? 
And she said, oh, it's all kind of beat up on in the inside. And I said, that's perfect. That's what I want. And yeah. I, once again, side of scene, I was like, write the paper on it. Let's put down paper. Called my brother. He's like, write paper. Let's get it going. And then I went down, um, you know, we, you know, three days after we wrote the paper and signed the contract. And sure enough, walked in, went with my brother and the, they're, they had dogs and never really taken tracks through all the wood floors and yeah. a lot of ton of cosmetics. There's no furniture in this one. Um, so it's going to need a bunch of work, but it's going to, when it happens and it's going to happen by July 1st, because I want to hit that high season, it's going to be awesome. I'm really, really excited for it. I pulled in, my wife said she'll never do another four bedroom plus again. She's a, she's got a full-time job and she just doesn't love it that much. But my next door neighbor, like I said, is a professional designer and only does short-term rentals. And she's got two of her own and she's going to be on a, um, uh, one of the TV shows for that because they were so impressed with her down there. Oh, wow. So I was like, I was, I was like, come do my place down here. So we're going to call it Here Comes the Sun. She's like, I got a Beatles theme for it plus sunny weather theme. And she's like, let's let's go get it. So we went down last weekend and or last on Tuesday toured it with her. And she's already throwing out ideas at me, so it's. Oh, that's awesome! So who's going to do all? Who's going to do the work? You gonna you guys gonna put you gonna put in some ec- or sweat equity in that one, or are you gonna hire that one out? Uh, we'll do a little. So, like I said, one of my partners being a master electrician, I was down with him on Tuesday. He said we're gonna swap out all the light fixtures and we're gonna swap out all those switches and stuff. Just he will do that work because that's he's been in it's the trade thirty years. Like yeah. he does one every five minutes. It's no big deal. And it doesn't cost anything for him to do it. And he loves it. And my brother will will do a bit, but it's too big. And we've also learned our lesson. I was like, you know, I could I paint the place? Sure. But I'm not going to paint 2,500 square feet officially. So we'll get a painter. We'll get an exterior guy to do all the maintenance. We'll get a deck guy. we got to build a deck. Um, we'll go and put all this, um, you know, you ship all the furniture and we'll put that all together. That's where we really put in all the sweat equity, which is hard to find where yeah. putting all the furniture together and hang the paintings and that kind of thing. But And the July 1st launch hit that, uh, hit, hit the, hit the holidays in the, the peak season in the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have a kite festival there. It's the oh. longest drivable beach in the world. And, and the winds of course blow all the time. So they have a, a huge kite festival that I think is July 20th. And the numbers are really big for that because people just jam into the town. Um, and oh. then it's just, it's just a fun Washington beach. It's not like all the Florida people who want swimming beaches and things. Like right. That. Right. But for Washington, people love it. More, more sophisticated beach goers, right? No, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah. You got to find out what to do besides swim. Yeah. Right. Right. There you go. Love it. No, the, it's a, uh, it's, it's a beautiful area of the country. I love those uh, Pacific Northwest beaches. They're so fun. They're just different, right? It's a, it's yes. a different environment for sure. Beautiful up there though. Well, listen, I like, I think you and I could talk for like three hours. I have, I could unpack so many things that we've talked about. Um, and in the lessons that you've learned, I'm sure are extensive, but like just more than anything, what I, what I hope people hear and what I hear and like what I take away from this is somebody that just said, Hey, I'm going to do something and you just take action. I mean, it's like, I mean, I love the fact that when you decided you were running down this road, 
like you really started running down the road, right? There was, yeah. and not that you didn't have questions along the way, not that you didn't have hiccups along the way, but the, I mean, the amount of properties you've added to your portfolio in the short period of time and the success you've had with each one that you've added to this point is it's, I mean, it's amazing. So I congratulate you on that. I mean, it's, it's really, really fun to see. And, and I, I, I know that we're going to, I mean, we could have this conversation again and it's going to be double or triple the size next, next time we talk. So this is a, it's really exciting. But one of the things, Christian, that I, that I always ask everybody is at the, at the end of the day, and, and like today, if you had to go back and tell yourself, Hey, watch out for this, or what piece of advice would you give yourself before you dove into this game? If you could go and have that conversation, you know, a year and a half ago when you, before you dove in. I think the biggest thing is check your zoning codes. So like my La Quinta one, I thought I'd done my research and they allowed short-term rentals and all this, but they'd put a, they were putting a moratorium on just as I was purchasing it. And I talked to my realtor, he's like, don't worry about it. They've done that in the other cities here. And they always allow your HOA to do have rentals if you want. If your HOA allows it. And I read my HOA docs, sure enough, no problem. And then um, the city said, no, we're yeah. just going to this. And it was it was a temporary moratorium. And by July, it became a permanent moratorium. And your HOA, then they changed the rules on us halfway through. And they said, you've got to have, uh, what is it? You've got to have revote in your HOA. We don't care what you do, your HOA bylaws say. You got to have the whole HOA revote. And so I can't do daily rentals. I have to do monthlies. You know, luckily, you know, I've got the monthly thing covered um, there and I'm going to do an accelerated depreciation and that's going to make me money. And the market's so crazy that I could sell a thing right now and walk away making money um, in one year, you know. Yeah. But I would watch out for that. And same thing happened to Seaview. I thought I'd been very good and checked the codes and I called a local agent down or broker or manager down there and asked them about stuff and come to find out when I looked at the zoning map, the zoning map, I was off by like 150 feet into another zone. Yeah. And so I'm not legally allowed to rent it there. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to dare them to come catch me and I'm going to pay my taxes on it see what happened. And so far, so good, but yeah. I'm prepared that they're going to, at any time I could get shut down on that one. Yeah. That's a, a really, really good lesson. That's something that a lot of people, we talk about that in the course, but sometimes right when you're diving in, you feel like you're checking that box. You feel like you've gone no. down the road. You feel like you've asked the right people the questions. And, and I can't stress enough right now, especially because rules and regulations, especially with moratoriums, we're seeing a lot of moratoriums come up on short-term rentals. And so you might call your zoning, you know, the city or the county, and they say, yeah, we, we allow short-term rentals with the proper permits and, and, you know, licensing and permits. But then you go get a license or permit and they say, well, we're not issuing any more permits because we've got a moratorium on permits. Well, now all of a sudden you're in a, in a predicament because they, you know, okay, they allow it, but if you can't get a permit, you can't do it. Right. And so yep. 
Um, there's a lot of questions that you have to ask when you're going down and figuring out whether you can or can't um, operate as a short-term rental. And that's really important to know. The other thing that uh, as you, as you run down this road, and I know like, you know, that, that entire Coachella Valley area is um, does lend itself well to monthly rentals. Um, and, and a lot of that is a popular and a really fast growing segment are those kind of midterm rentals that people should be considering as well. Um, when you dive into some of these markets that because some of these midterm rentals actually do every bit as good as a short-term rental, depending on the market, because you'll have, you have professionals coming in, you've got a lot of kind of the digital nomads, a lot of the younger generation is starting to say, okay, we're not going to have a primary, a primary place that we're going to live. We want to go live in, and work, kind of live, work, stay places that they'll, they'll come in for a month or two or three in different areas. And those are becoming really, really popular. Um, and so there's some options, but you, if you're planning on nightly rentals, uh, really diving in and understanding where you can and can't operate is really important because if that changes on you, and especially in the beginning, a lot of people were, you know, like in the beginning, you feel like you're drinking out of a fire hose. You, you feel like you're checking all these different boxes, but if you miss one little thing or one question that didn't get answered correctly for you by somebody that you thought knew the knew the rules, like a realtor or management company, then that can put you in a predicament down the line. So that's a really a great lesson to share as, as yeah. people dive into this. You know, and I, I learned my lesson there because there's another mountain town, um, another hour and a half from here that I was like, oh, I want to buy something there. I love this great hiking. And sure enough, I... Uh, I learned from my La Quinta when I was, I got a good realtor, really good guy there. And he was like, you better watch it there. The county's talking about changing codes. And so then I called, a, I was like, oh, that's good. And I called uh, the big manager there and he was like, yeah, it's not going to go well here. So you should not be buying anything right now because one, they're not going to give you a new permit. And if you get a permit, we don't know what's going to happen anymore. And sure enough, you cannot, it's a mess in that county and I won't, there's a ton of great stuff, but I won't go anywhere near yeah. it now. And yeah. I, that's, that was from experience. Yeah, that's, that's good that you learn. Yeah. You learn that lesson and avoided a mistake for sure. And and that's what, you know, I get a, a lot of people ask us like, you know, and, and this is not just a plug for Vodacy and our coaching and mentoring program. It's for really anybody with experience. Cause there's a lot of people that will say, and, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, Christian was, you can learn what we do. And you're like, you know, you could, you could spend the time with your foundation of, of real estate and probably even learn it faster than most, but you're like, okay, maybe, I, maybe it takes me 18 months to learn all this before I buy my first property. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're, or you can have somebody that has been down the road before that can share some of these, you know, the steps and the process to follow where you can add, you know, five properties to your portfolio in a year and a half in that eight, same 18 months. And I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm guessing that's over seven figures of, of equity at this stage in yeah. those properties. I mean, in an 18 month period that you just saved yourself. And so, uh, you know, it's always funny when somebody's asked me, well, what, what can you teach or what, what, you know, why do we have to have somebody like you instead of just doing this on our own? And my answer is always the same. It's like, you don't have to have somebody like me. You can, there's nothing we do that you can't figure out on your own. We're trying to help you walk into this with your eyes wide open with a plan and a process to follow. So you can run faster than you can do on your own. And so, well, you know, to, to a little, I think that a little different. So yes, can you go learn somewhere else? And there's a lot of like gurus out there teaching these things. But I think one of the things I really liked about you is that, you know, I taught, 
we talked before I signed up and I hit you with some hard questions. I was like, you know, don't be at me. I'm in real estate. And you're like, let's be realistic. Like if you hit this number, you're doing great the first year. You can get to the, you were super realistic. You weren't blowing smoke. And then I think you have some special things there. Like the having the theme, I think is so important. Um, and I took that and I said, we're going to, I, when I first did, um, you know, I went on a thing called Desert Sky. People were like, what, you're putting a name on it? I was like, absolutely, I'm going to name it. It's going to be really cool and relaxing. And it's all about chilling out, right? And then my yeah. one of TV is supposed to be kind of fun and whimsical. And we have books about, all books about whales and all kinds of things like that. And whale pictures. And not cheesy, but it's definitely a lot of whale stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with um, my Go Mountain Lodge. And so that you... That a lot of other guys are just like, oh, just go throw up a place, buy it, rent it, do whatever, throw it on, and you're gonna make money. And you will, but you're not gonna make it as fast or as easily, I think. Yeah. And it won't get that drive, you know, return business. And I think that's what's special about your course. You're not you're not unrealistic, you're not blowing smoke, you're not saying you're gonna change the world. And you give some unique perspective that I think is for the right people, it is really helpful. Well, it's great for me at least. No, I appreciate you saying that. And that's what, you know, we love to be a part of this process with, with people and, and yeah. And even like you coming on today and sharing your experience, like we want people to walk into this with their eyes wide open, being realistic, saying, Hey, listen, a lot of times this is going to be a little more expensive than you think there's going to be more challenges than you think it might take you longer than you think. And so walk into this with somebody that really understands the game. And, and that's why I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, thankful to be a part of so many people's journey into this game. And so I appreciate you saying that. And, and more importantly, appreciate you being on here today and sharing your story, because this is, this is, I mean, talk about light speed, you know, portfolio building. This is awesome. I mean, what you've been able to do in an 18 month period has just been phenomenal. And I just am so excited for you to just, I mean, we're, you're still, essentially in the setup phase for some of these properties and they're already performing really well. And I know what happens past that setup phase. So I'm really, really excited for you. Yeah. And I'm, th- you know, it's funny to say that I, about an hour before you got on, I just, I haven't even finished all the bookkeeping for the setup for, I've got two done, no, three out of the five, four done. And I'm at the fifth and I'd like my QuickBooks aren't all set up Yeah, you know, and I've got taxi and yeah, we're still, I got tweaks to do and I still haven't gotten websites up for them. You know, I'm so excited just to, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in 20 months when they've really matured and I've got your systems for the Facebook yeah. things and advertising. Like, I think they're going to be incredible. You know, I, I do think too. I, my goal is to be the best property in all these areas. Um, and I have some competition I see there, you know, people that I'm like, oh, they're really doing great stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, they're not doing as good as I can do. I'm not, Sean Tristan is better and I That's can get it. there. And and my brother was like, why are we only buying one? He was like, let's go buy another five. And my wife was like, you can't buy anything else till the end of May. Yeah. You got to finish these other ones. <laughs> got to get these ones going, then we'll get some yeah. more, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well, I know you'll be, get there too. And, and because it really is, it takes about, you really don't hit your stride with a, a really good property till that about that 12 to 18 month mark. And so- I mean, you imagine, you know, when you start to hit that stride in that, you know, you, you get that year and a half mark in and start to become those top properties in the area, you, you know, your, your guest list to start to snowball, the repeat customers are starting to snowball and that really drives that profit. So I'm really excited for you. So those of you listening, again, I'll, I'll um, you can go check out all of Christian's properties. I'm going to post all of the links to all of his properties 
on on the show notes, both on YouTube and on the podcast episodes. So if you find those, somebody was asking me, um, listening and saying, "Hey, where where are the show notes?" Usually, if you write under the episode, you'll see a you'll see a couple lines of notes, and most of the time, you have to. Uh, click read more. And as soon as you do, it'll have all of the show notes. And so click on that and, uh, you know, we'll make sure that you guys can go and go check them out, go stay in them. I mean, they're beautiful properties too. So not only check out and see what they're doing, but uh, go visit them. And uh, maybe anytime you're in those areas, um, they'd be really fun properties to stay at. So Christian, thank you again for joining us, sharing your story. It was amazing. And, and I just can't, I'm so excited to see what the future holds for you. Oh my, thank you, Sean. I appreciate all your help. It's been really a great experience. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you saying that. So those of you listening, if you got any value out of this, please leave us a review, like the show. And if you know anybody that would get more value out of it, share the show. Those things really do help us on all of these platforms. And as always, you guys go pick one thing you can do today to go start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.